Welcome to Leafs Game Night Post Game Show on TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network. Montreal wins it 3-2. The season, is is somebody going to be allowed to run with it? If they if they start to go on a winning streak or a hot streak, does Sheldon Keefe say, okay, we're, we're going to keep going with them? Or is it going to be more, you know, we, we wanted to platoon at the start of the year and we're going to continue to do that? Because it's, um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the goaltending is handled. I, I feel like at some point here, if someone's playing well and they deserve to, they're going to get a little more leash and a little more runway. I think you just have to. You have to know going into the playoffs who you're going to be starting on night one. And that, like, that presents a whole different set of issues after that is like, you know, who, how much leash does a guy have if he doesn't have it in game two of a playoff series? Like, that's a whole different story. But the thing I do like about this Samsonov guy, and we've seen it a lot over the season, Ralphie, is, is like his competitiveness in the net. Right. Like we see how many times tonight where he's he's battling through bodies and sticks and guys are bumping him and he's making desperation saves like I just I love that compete. Like, I think that's a really good message to the team, to everyone on the ice. Um, And I just I see that coming through in his game. And and the one that kind of sticks out, too, is when his helmet goes flying off. He's kind (laughs) of giving the ref the gears and you see the look on his face. It's like. This guy, he's he's running hot, but it looks like he's really engaged in the game. I really like that. Yeah, I, and I wish I could read lips because it was, I don't know what he was screaming at the official. Uh, but he did put his arm up first to try to get the official's uh, uh, attention. And let him know that the staff would come off. And I, I remember, I believe it was Jake Ottinger with Dallas yeah. uh, did the same thing and was actually penalized for, for throwing his mask off. Yeah, you can't throw it off, but I guess if you shake your head, oh yeah, it no, comes no, but off. no, but but this is what it was. He he was yeah. caught up high, and then there was uh, uh, quite an argument about it after. But the uh, yeah, some of the saves uh, that he made, and actually that we've seen him made, and you can even go back to his start in Detroit. Remember, he made you know four or five of those post to post stops. Right off the bat, Ralphie. That was like early in the game, and and that was the thing that was impressive too. It's like he didn't have to tiptoe his way into the game. It was like, boom, game's on, and you're 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 engaged right away. And that's that's what the first shot tonight was, was, you know, post to post. Uh, Jerry Cheevers used to describe his play like that as uh, standard butterfly in panic. (laughs) When, when, you know, you got into a position where, you know, if you don't get over there, you're in a whole lot of trouble, but... Uh, you're right. I liked it. I, I mean, we've seen it in fairness. We've seen it from both goaltenders. Matt Murray, we've seen stretches. Um, you know, the Dallas game comes out, uh, the 2-1 win at home against Nashville, uh, where he was brilliant. Um, you know, the, the Leafs have been fortunate that um, goaltending has not been uh, any kind of controversy uh, or any real topic of conversation because they've been fortunate that, uh, that, that both guys have given them pretty good nights. Ralphie, you're critique of the pregame show is noted uh, we'll take it into consideration and thanks for hanging around yeah well just uh, you know next time just stick with the get pucks deep win the one-on-one battles traffic <laughs> in front you know just cover <laughs> cover the bases yeah. and you know yeah. just try to give 110 percent okay we recorded that so, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right see you boys all right thanks that's jim ralph uh, kind enough to hang around three two the habs win in overtime over the lease we'll come back and wrap it up further with some post-game sound this is leafs game night on tsn 1050 tsn 1050.ca the iheart radio app and the leafs radio network Leafs game night. montreal wins three two in overtime at the bell center tonight jim taddy and frankie Corrado with you to the bottom of the hour 
And Frankie C., a couple of items come out of the conversation with Ralphie. So uh, you're having that sloppy, I want to say sloppy second period. You're, you're disorganized in your own zone. The coverage is broken down. I mean, how do you stop that from totally unraveling or, or going the way it did? Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things where, like, as the play, Ralphie talked about it, too, where there wasn't a lot of stoppages in play, so it feels like the pace just keeps picking up and picking up, and, you know, when that happens, the other team, if they have the momentum, they constantly have posture over you. So what I mean by that is, you know, you're doing everything you can defensively, let's say, to weather the storm, whatever surge that the other team has, you chip a puck out into the neutral zone, it's like it's a quick regroup and it's right back at you and you never actually gain offensive posture on the other team. You're just back sagging back and the more that happens, the harder it is for you to find a way to turn the ice. And so we see a lot of teams, Jimmy, that they'll kind of bring you into the muck a little bit. Like this is what Tampa Bay does really, really well. Anytime they think the momentum isn't in their favor, they'll start a scrum in front of the net or there's a little bit of extracurricular activity that takes place and really all they're trying to do similar to basketball where you know you have way more timeouts and you can call a timeout if you feel like the the momentum's not going your way it just slows the right. other team down it gets them out of their rhythm like you know and it's i find this too like even if like let's say i play golf right like i just want to if i'm playing well i just want to keep going i don't want to chit chat yeah. like i just want to keep keep the rhythm going so it's similar to to that sense in hockey the less stoppages there are the more you're in a rhythm and and when the m- momentum's going your way it makes it hard for other team to break that um but you know what like that's your responsibility as a team if if you're getting kind of caved in as the game goes on that's up to the leadership group, the older players, the veteran guys on the team to recognize that um, and do something about it. And this is a Maple Leafs team that isn't, they're not necessarily wired that way, the way Tampa Bay is. Like, they're not going to initiate too many scrums and in, in those types of ex- extracurriculars. What they want to do is they want to play with pace. They want to play with a certain level of execution in the offensive zone. And when 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 it's not going your way it's tough for you to get there and we haven't seen that a lot from this team this year like we we really do need to be fair in our analysis like this is not right. a regular occurrence for this Toronto Maple Leaf team like more often than not they're the team that is is caving another team in and not allowing them to gain the momentum but on the odd night that it does happen it really does stick out and so you know that that's a little bit of um you know it, it's a rare occurrence but because it is so rare, that's why it really sticks out tonight. Well, also because it's in Montreal, so that's a return to the scene of the crime. And, you know, if, you're, if you were to describe what Montreal did to the Leafs, somebody would say, yeah, I remember that game. And there's all there's history on, on that, that issue. That's why it's sort of you connect the dots on that. But I, I agree with what you're saying. This is a one-off, in my opinion. They could never look that bad in the, as they did in the second period the rest of the season. I, I don't see how that would happen. Well, they better not. Well, they, they, yeah. they better not, right? You, you can't make this a habit, right? Like, you can always say, like, things are one-offs or they're one out of tens and they happen every once in a while, but, you know, it, it tends to be a slippery slope. And so it's up to players as individuals, the, the team um, in general, to make sure, like, everyone recognizes and understands that this is not something that we're going to make a habit of. Um, and you know what? Like, 
they've they've given the fan base, they've, they've given people who critique this team uh, plenty of reason to believe that that's not who they are, just by the way they've handled themselves this season. Outside of October, it's been a really smooth season. The reason why it's it's looked so smooth is their ability to weather those kinds of situations and turn the tide in their favor, win games that maybe weren't favorable for them, find ways to win games when maybe they didn't have their A game on any given night. Okay, so we're talking about a bad second period for the Leafs. Mark Giordano on what happened in the second period. Well, we gave them a goal, and uh, as soon as they got their, the, the goal there, they, they got their legs going. They, they got some momentum from the crowd, and uh, we didn't obviously didn't have a, a good second period after that. And then uh, I thought we came and settled down. Uh, had some really good looks in the third. A couple looked like the net was open, and the goalie made some big saves. And then... Uh, it was, uh, I don't know, i got to look at the third again, but it's back and forth a, a little bit too much for us tonight in the entire game, but uh, get it into overtime, and then uh, they make a play and score. What did you guys talk about at the second intermission to try and get things kind of back on track? Well, we just had to, I mean, we had to stop the, the momentum swing that we gave them. We, uh, you know, we gave them the first goal, and then they started to really pour it on and, and get some, get their legs going, and we were sort of standing watching a bit I thought we had some good shifts to start the third um, some good looks and then uh, it goes to overtime so a tough way to lose but uh, take the point and go concerned about some of the penalties you guys took that affected your momentum as well yeah I, uh, I mean yeah I, we got to stay in the box myself for sure I think uh, um, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. I mean, I, there's not much I say. You gotta stay out of the box. Is it? Is this one sting? Is the last thing like this? Yeah, it sucks. I think uh, being up two, going into the first intermission, you, like you like you said, you're in control. And uh, you know, I thought we had looks to go three, even four, uh, but but that's the game. You know, they, they get some momentum. Uh, they got obviously a young group over there who's playing with a lot of energy and. Uh, Seemed like that once they saw something something go their way, they they picked up their game. What do you think of the crowd? It's almost like 50-50 at times. Yeah, I know that it's always a fun Saturday in this rink. It's always uh, a, a great place to play. It's a lot of fun to play here. Great atmosphere, and it was great again tonight. Is there something about this team that's got your number? Maybe it's. I don't know. I I, I don't I don't think so. I think it's more about uh, us. You know, we got to stop trading chances with a team like that. I think it got a little bit, when we got into trouble tonight, it was back and forth. When we locked it down in the neutral zone and had shifts in their zone, that's that's the style we have to play. And uh, I think that's the case for most most nights for our team. When we're, when we're dialed in defensively, we're pretty good. So that's uh, Mark Giordano talking about penalties at one point. Uh, Sandine goes off at 10.47 for interference in the goaltender, which I think we agree is a weak one. Uh, Giordano goes off for interference at 18.39. So no no um, uh, repercussions from, from the uh, power play for Montreal there. But uh, I guess the ultimate question, Frankie C., that comes out of that, if you're trying to break momentum, why wouldn't you just call a timeout? Yeah, it's a good question. I feel like Sheldon Keith's the kind of coach that wants to keep his timeout in the chamber for maybe a set play um, later in the game. And like he, he usually is fairly assertive with these kinds of things. So I would imagine it's something that crossed his mind. Um, but you know what? Like, I, I kind of trust coaches in those situations. I'll tell you why. Like, they just have a certain kind of feel for the game. Like, there's there's different feelings 
the way we feel watching the game on television than there is for right. coaches down there on the bench and you have a feel for the bench and, and what the what the energy is like. So, um, you know, it's easy to say um, to, to call a timeout, but it's also worth keeping. I know now you lose a game in overtime and you're like, well, good thing you saved your timeout. You, you really needed it and used it. And it turns out Montreal was the team that used their timeout on their power play late in the game. But um, yeah, I, I, you know what? I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I'm, I'm more of the, the belief where I'll keep that timeout for later in the game because maybe there's going to be some purpose there. Okay, I'm going to rhyme off some numbers that just would never describe what happened in this game. Uh, the Leafs had 79 shot attempts, 38 got through. Montreal had 51, 30 got through. Uh, Montreal gave the puck away 21 times, the Leafs 7. Montreal was 37% in the faceoff dot. And uh, what's the other one? Oh, the hits, Montreal won that 31-14. But some of those other numbers, just, I mean, there's puck possession off the faceoff. You're getting yeah. all those shots. Uh, it doesn't make any sense, does it? No, and you know what? Sometimes the numbers don't make sense, Jimmy. And um, I actually have a new nickname for you. Um, it's analytics guy. <laughs> you are you are the post game analytics guy. Um, you know what? I, I like think the Mark Giordano. Yeah, you're 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 big into the numbers now. Um, I think Mark Giordano made a good point there when he was speaking after the game, talking about trading chances. And that's one of the things that this team used to do a lot more of in the past, and they would get burned for it quite frequently, where they really opened themselves up to that track meet style game. And what happens when you play that kind of game, it allows a team like Montreal, who, let's be honest, didn't ice the best NHL lineup tonight. It allows them to stay in the game because you give them more opportunities than they earn. And one of the things the Leafs have done well this season is play that game where they don't trade chances, where they try and sustain offensive zone time, and they always have numbers coming back, and they're organized going up the ice, going back towards their net. Tonight it wasn't really like that. And so you want to know that your team can win a shootout game but this wasn't the game for that. Like, this wasn't the game. The St. Louis game, where it's back and forth, and you're like, yeah, we still got it. We can still win a track meet game when it calls for it. Well, tonight's game didn't call for it. Those were errors. And, you know, you see what happens. You get burned if you want to play that kind of game where, you know, you're going to trade chances with a team that, um, you know, normally you would think would have a harder time um, earning those chances against you. Well, I'm going to suggest that after the Florida game, I thought all that uh, that type of play was gone, but but apparently it came back later in the week, so well, that doesn't make a lot of sense to it, me. It it creeps back in, right? Like I, yeah. I feel like some of these players on this team are are prone to the turnover at the blue line and, and that kind of game, and you know that's that's the nature of the beast when you have creative players, skilled players, and I like having those guys. Listen, at the end of the day, you need those guys. Um, but you need them to be on the right side of it, right? Like you can't have guys yeah. um, turning the puck over carelessly at, at wrong moments in the game. And, and I think that's always a work in progress, especially when you play the style of game that the Leafs do play. And, you know, they, they expect a certain level of execution from their players. They expect players to try and make plays all over the ice. And that's, that's sort of a mandate uh, within that organization. Um, and, and you see, you know, sometimes when it goes south, it, it tends to look ugly. But, you know, one of the 
I, I don't know what you thought, but I thought one of the lines that didn't look ugly tonight was the third line. I thought they were really good. I thought they provided a ton of energy. Yeah. They were, you know, a puck possession line. Um, they did a really good job protecting the puck. They were. I thought Engvall had a couple of good um, bursts of speed off the rush. Like, that was a line that you see Sheldon Keefe going to a lot, um, and we've talked about this a ton in the past, to kind of set things up for the first line. And, you know, that kind of felt like the progression we saw a lot tonight. The Engvall line, go out there, cause some havoc, protect the puck, play in the offensive zone, trap Montreal in on a, on a change, and then out comes Matthews and Nylander. They just weren't able to, to convert on it, but there was a number of times that kind of progression happened tonight. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. This is Leafs Game Night at TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network. Leafs Game Night, Jim Taddy and Frank Corrado with you. 3-2, the Habs win in overtime in Montreal tonight over the Toronto Maple Leafs. There's no question Samsonov gets the point. Uh, without his goaltending, this is a, a different story. So here he is post-game and how he feels about the game. I feel good. Uh, I think uh, Montreal got uh, a lot of good moments, uh, a lot of scoring chance. I'm just uh, trying to do my best. Uh, I try to get a uh, chance uh, for team win, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, Montreal goalie, Montebol, same. Uh, he's played good today. Uh, we have one point. Uh, we get some, we need a back tomorrow for uh, to the ring and uh, watch some video and uh, We'll see what's going on. What went through your mind when it looked like you got clipped there, like, and there was no call? Like, um, was you really upset about that? Like, the... uh, no, I don't want to talk about referees, but uh, he's. Uh, I think he's missed what time he's tipped for me. It's hundred percent to this penalty, and a uh, couple moments where I'm lost my mask, my helmet. He didn't say nothing. Yeah, I'm asking him what you're doing. Uh, it's just about me or, or what, yeah. Uh, but nothing nothing crazy, just a little bit of emotion. Uh, it's a hard game. It's a lot of emotion to do. How was it for you to go from a first period where you didn't have very much work to a second period where it was I a barrage? I think about uh, not too much work, yeah. And if we see a first period, it's that one has got a good chance, yeah. Uh, and uh, two on one and a couple of good shoots, yeah. I don't think uh, this... this Again, this hard chances, but yeah, maybe not not like uh, point shots, yeah, but it's still is a good chance. That was your first Toronto Montreal experience. What was that like to play in a, a game like that? Uh, I know this rivalry, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's hard to, to lost, yeah. I know it's uh, this fans is fantastic here, yeah. A lot of a lot of Toronto fans do so loud. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, so good play with time as fans is so loud. Yeah. When you were down in the second period and Paul came out to check on you, was that because the puck hit you in the Yeah, this puck hit me for I don't know how this one. How so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit. My teeth is a little bit uh, short. That is Ilya Zamsonov post game. I mean, he took some hits tonight, didn't he? He did. It seemed like every, you know, every few shifts he was getting bumped, he was getting chipped, he was pulling himself out of the back of his net. I give him a lot of credit. Like, I, I thought, you know, it, it's been a few really good performances for him in a row now, and, um, 
the thing that sticks out for me is just how competitive he is. And like, I even give him a lot of credit listening to him do the interviews, like for, you know, for a guy yeah. who's still learning the language, he's pretty well-spoken and, um, you know, just trying to understand his thought process behind things. Like he just seems like kind of a workhorse guy, which I really appreciate, especially from a goaltender's point of view. Um, it's just, it's pretty refreshing, but listen, he's, you said it best. Like he's the reason why the Leafs are able to come out of this game with a point. Um, you know, if he doesn't save, make the saves that he makes in that second period, they're really, um, they're really lucky to get a point tonight. Absolutely. Going to squeeze in Coach Keefe now and what happened after the first period. Well, we gave them that goal early in the second period and, and that gave them life, obviously, put life back in the building. I thought we were fine after that. Probably really up until about the second timeout, we were we were fine. You know, I think the first TV timeout, I think the shots were four to three for us, and I thought we responded well after the first goal for the first little bit. Uh, and then there's a couple sequences there, one around the 13-minute mark where they got four or five real good looks on a sequence that was entirely offside. But uh, that gave a lot of life, I thought, to their team and to the to the to the a game, the emotion in the building and all that, and we struggled to, to connect passes after that and break out, so our whole game got disconnected. I didn't think Samsonov did. It seemed to be quite a bit of side-to-side -side stuff there. So. I thought it was great. What, what does the group take away, if anything, from uh, just to stay with it, like just stay with it. We played a great first period. We were in complete control of the game. You know, I thought the first couple shifts of the, of, of the second period were good too, and, and then we just let up just a little bit and lose a puck battle, and puck ends up in our net. So now instead of two one in full control, it's two one with some uh, two nothing. Excuse me, instead of two nothing with full control, it's two one. And there's life in the building, and and uh, you know you could see the feel the game changing. So that's really it. Just can't can't let up uh, for even a second because uh, you know, this is a team in this building especially they're going to come they're going to play hard I mean just in the last week they've beat, they only win in New York they beat the Jets pretty handily in here last time out like it's, it's a team that if you give them life and you give them a chance they're going to come and make it hard on you and they did in the second I thought we were good again in the third but obviously couldn't get one by them as a team do you feel do you feel like you've maybe underestimated these guys some of the AHL guys on the roster one of them scored a second goal so that was the case of it? No, I mean, if that was the case, we wouldn't have had the type of first period that we did. So I don't think that's the case at all. Like I said, our team's well aware of, of uh, the fact they just beat two, two of the top teams in the NHL just in the last seven days. So um, that's not it at all. Otherwise, we wouldn't have started the way we did. But uh, you know, we, we let up for just a second, and, and they got life. And four marks to them. I mean, they played, they played hard. I mean, that's... That's, that's a, that's a, that was a fast and competitive and intense game. It's as loud an environment that we've played in all season long. Uh, so there's, there was a lot going on in the game that it was just a good hockey game. A few words about the Islanders, how you regroup for them, what challenges they face? Well, I haven't thought one second about that. Coach Keefe, uh, telling it like <laughs> it is, really, isn't he, Frankie C? Yeah, yeah, I love the part where he says, I haven't thought one second about the Islanders. It's almost like you and I with the pregame show, Jimmy. Haven't thought yeah. one second about the three the pregame show and it's five forty five p.m. Oh no, guy, what are we going to talk well, about? Well, guy, speak for yourself, guy. My, I've got it all written down here. Well, my stuff yeah, registered, Ralphie, and you know, the, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know who was more harsh, us in the in the uh, 
in the second intermission or Ralphie telling us about our pregame show critique? Well, Ralphie's like that. He's he's a former goaltender. He's superstitious. You you have to watch yeah. what you say around him because yeah, cause we got go, bad memories. <laughs> you you know what? You and I just got to go boilerplate from now on. I think yeah. Ralphie's right. Keep it keep it simple. Like that's the that's the best advice anyone could give us. Okay, take the rest of the night off, and we'll, we'll talk next week. This is Leafs game night on TS. Go ahead. I'm going to take the rest of the night off, just like I took the whole night off. Oh, God. Leafs game night, TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network.